why is it so hard to be kind sometimes? I mean, it, it, it's like it's like it's almost the default to be rude. Uh, and you have to train yourself to be nice. I guess that might be true. I'm just thinking now of like babies. Are babies babies aren't toddler toddlers and and this stuff? They're not sort of kind. Uh, they're really kind of selfish. I guess they have to be in order to to survive. They have to demand food because they can't communicate, so they just cry until you feed them. So maybe. Maybe it's necessary, but but even in you know toddlers relating to other toddlers, they're kind of mean. <laughs> they aren't inclined to share. Um, yeah, so it's like that sort of just kind of lives in us. We're a little bit selfish. Maybe maybe even not a little bit selfish. Maybe mostly selfish. And uh, maybe that's what life is about. Like learning how not to be selfish. That does coincide with Jesus's message of loving your neighbor, loving God. When he says he's, when the Bible, let me go, let me do this a little bit. When the scriptures talk about Jesus preaching the gospel, we have sort of baked into our understanding what we think the gospel means. And I would say most people think gospel somehow means, I think American, uh, I should say this, American Christians, a lot uh, of American Christians think when they hear gospel, they think God has, how do you say, uh, they think they think of this, the Romans road to salvation kind of thing. Admit you're a sinner. Uh, pray that God, you know, accept Jesus into your heart and then you can be saved. And that's the gospel. But that is not what they're talking about when they say gospel. So the euangelion, euangelion or whatever in Greek, the gospel, the good news, the good news. What is the good news? Well, the good news is Luke 4, which we've done before. Uh, The good news is that Jesus, that God has set free the captives. He has loosed the chains of oppressors. He has given sight to the blind. He is promoting love and forgiveness all around the world and telling people the access to that is now here and it has been given to you and God forgives you. It is the year of Jubilee and until Christ comes, it remains that year. And forever, actually. So the year of Jubilee has come. Forgiveness is for everyone. And it, it will always be that way from now on. And uh, we live in the overlap of the ages. So we live in the kingdom while also living in the world as we know it today. And they exist together, but only few can see that. And it is up to those who can see that to show the world who can't see that 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 is there, <laughs> a lot of that. Um, part of that is kindness. What does it mean to be kind? What is what am I talking about there? I'm talking about when I when I think of the word kind, I think of charity. I think of, and I don't mean charity in this in necessarily in the sense of 
an organization. I mean charity as in conversation. I mean charity in the way that we um, listen to people, right? I mean, in the ways that we communicate, in the ways that we participate in relationships with people. Uh, that's what I think about when I think about being kind. Uh, kind of a superficial way to think, or maybe not superficial, but a, a, an overly simplistic way is like sharing, uh, which I just mentioned about babies. But babies are pretty simple, so it works for them. But I mean kindness as a way of existing. Uh, and I think kindness uh, is a byproduct of joyfulness. And I want to talk about joyfulness for a second. We're just going back and forth. Kindness, joyfulness, wherever. Uh, Jürgen Moltmann defined joy in a way that I think is just incredibly profound. And he defined joy as the anticipation of hope. Now, let's break that down. And How does it mean to anticipate something? To anticipate something is to expect, to be looking forward to and expecting something, to be living in such a way that you are, uh, to, that you are expecting something to come about. So um, I may set my coffee pot to turn on in the morning as I anticipate the next day, right? I, I am anticipating the sun rising, and so I am preparing for that sunrise, although it is now nighttime. Uh, that is anticipation, to planning and living as though something will come about. And so to anticipate hope, what does it mean to, you know what, I'm doing this backwards, I did this whole thing backwards, and I just realized it when I just said hope. Let me go back on that. Hope is the anticipation of joy. So kindness, kind of the way I'm thinking of it, is like a byproduct of of joyfulness, of hopefulness. And hope is defined by Jürgen Moltmann, as I've just butchered the frick out of it, is to anticipate joy. So to, to see joy on the horizon, to see joy coming, we live in hope. We live with hope, hopefulness, hoping that God will be true to his word, hoping that Jesus was right. We are anticipating joy because we are hopeful that God has told us the truth. And if we can anticipate joy, folks, we can be kind. We can be charitable. We can be loving and gentle. Gentleness is something not um, born in American identity. We Americans do not like gentleness. We like fast. We like now. We like productivity. We like aggression. And that is how we live. We prioritize time and we prioritize uh, product and productivity. So if we've got, you know, a day, we want to know what we're doing every hour of that day to be maximally productive. But gentleness, kindness, slowness, that comes a little bit against what we know about productivity. It means we have to listen. We have to... We have to hear. 
we have to give, you know, what might be, you know, termed the benefit of the doubt to people. We have to be ready to hear what might be going on in their lives because ultimately action is is usually a byproduct of something else. So if somebody's being a jerk, they're usually it's safe to assume that person's living with something that their jerkiness <laughs> is a byproduct of. What is going on really under the surface, behind the scenes, behind the curtain, that is making this person be so ugly right now? Or maybe we see somebody who's con- just constantly negative, they're pessimistic, they're down. What has happened to them that is causing them to have such a bleak look? They're not living in the anticipation of joy. There's no hope in their words. What is it that's causing that in their life? And how can we living in hope, with hopefulness, anticipating joy, which is creating the byproduct of kindness? I think it means we're slow to speak, quick to listen, and eager to give. Have a great day.